You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You want to support Roller March Unfiltered? Be sure to join our Bring the Funk fan club. Every dollar that you give to us supports our daily digital show. There's only one daily digital show out here that keeps it black and keep it real as Roller Martin Unfiltered. Support the Roller Martin Unfiltered daily digital show by going to rollermartinunfiltered.com. You can make this possible. All right, folks. Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg was grilled yesterday during his testimony on Capitol Hill. The hearing was about Libra, the company's proposed cryptocurrency but he also commented on the social network's commitment to civil rights and what it has done to promote diversity after the company's settlement with various civil rights groups related to discrimination tied to advertising and housing. Folks, it was some tough testimony and tough questions, especially when you are facing Congressman Woman Maxine Waters of California. It is no secret that Facebook allowed Russia to undermine and divide our country through divisive online ads. The Senate's investigation discovered that African Americans were targeted the most by Russia, specifically in places <clears throat> where Black Lives Matter groups were the most active. Despite all of your technological expertise, Russia and Iran are at it again for the upcoming election. Then last week, you announced a new ad policy that gives politicians a license to lie so you can 
earn more money off this division, I suppose. Facebook changes the rules when it can benefit itself. Last year, Facebook banned all cryptocurrency ads on its platform because, and I quote, they are frequently associated with misleading or deceptive promotional practices, quote, unquote. Seems fair. Then earlier this year, Facebook rolled back the cryptocurrency ad ban, bought a blockchain company, and announced its own cryptocurrency. So tell us what changed. How did cryptocurrency go from being misleading and deceptive last year and then becomes a means for financial inclusion this year? It seems to me that you shifted your stance because you realize that you can use your size and your users' data to dominate the cryptocurrency market. You change your policy when it benefits you. You reinstated cryptocurrency ads because you had plans to start your own cryptocurrency. So this brings me back to your new policy on political speech. My question to you is, how does this new policy benefit you? Because it seems that a policy that allows politicians to lie, mislead, and deceive would also allow Facebook to sell more ads to those politicians, thus making your company more money. But you can tell me, how does Facebook benefit? Chairwoman, thanks for, for those questions. Um, I'd like to address all of the things that, that, you, that you mentioned in there. On, on elections, uh, you're right that in 2016, we were on our back foot in terms of preventing Russia from, from attempting to interfere in our elections. We've spent a lot of the last few years building systems that are more sophisticated than any other company has at this point, and frankly, a lot of governments too, uh, for defending against foreign interference. Uh, this Monday, we announced that we had proactively identified uh, a network of, of, of uh, fake Russian accounts and a few networks of Iranian uh, fake accounts that we proactively took down, which uh, certainly, as you say, signals that uh, these nation states are still attempting to interfere, but I hope will also give us some confidence that our systems are now more sophisticated to proactively identify and, and address these things. On your question about uh, political ads, uh, look, from a business perspective, uh, the very small percent of our business that is made up of political ads does not come anywhere close to justifying the controversy that this incurs for our company. So this really is not about money. Uh, this is, on, on principle, I believe in giving people a voice. I believe that ads can be an important part of voice. Um, I, I think especially in the political process for challenger candidates uh, and for local candidates or advocacy groups whose message might not otherwise be covered by the media. Um, having ads can be an important way to uh, inject your message into the into Let the. Let me interrupt debate. you for a minute. Are you telling me, I think as you said to me before, you plan on doing no fact-checking on political ads? Uh, Chairwoman, our, our policy is that we do not fact-check politicians' speech. And the reason for that is that we believe that in a democracy, it is important that people can see for themselves what politicians are saying. Political speech is some of the most scrutinized speech already in the world. Do you um, fact check on any ads at all? Uh, yes. Describe what you fact check on. Well, Chairwoman, actually, uh, th thank you for the opportunity to clarify. Facebook itself actually does not, does not fact check. 
what we do is we have feedback that, that people in our community don't want to see viral hoaxes or, or, or kind of so widespread. So let me be clear. You do no fact-checking on any ads. Is that correct? Uh, Chairwoman, what we do is we work with uh, a set of independent fact-checkers who... Somebody fact-checks on ads. You, have, you contract with someone to do that. Is that right? Uh, Chairwoman, yes. And tell me, who is it that they fact-checked on? Uh, Chairwoman, what we do is when content is getting a lot of distribution and is flagged uh, by members of our community or by our technical systems, it can go into a queue to be reviewed by a set of independent fact-checkers. Uh, they can't fact-check everything, but the things that they get to, and, and, and if they okay. mark something as false, then we... All right, my time has expired, and someone else will continue on this line of questioning. Am I the only one confused as hell? I, look, I, we, no, Facebook, we don't fact check as an independent group that fact check who we pay. Man, cut that bullshit out. You fact check. Speaking of getting checked, here's Congresswoman Joyce Beatty of Ohio. Let's just say every black mama know what this was like. In your opening statement, you talked a lot about civil rights. I think we should probably phrase it a little differently, that you work with civil rights work is because it's a result of the number of lawsuits that you've had. NAACP, even Secretary Ben Carson filed a fair housing uh, lawsuit against you for violations. So let me ask you this. Do you know what redlining is? Uh, yes. Okay, then you should have known better. And maybe if you had real diversity or inclusion on your team, somebody in that room would have said what you were doing when you looked at what you were doing in the housing, how you were redlining or using zip codes to eliminate people from getting information. Now, have you read the report that Laura Murphy sent to you? You've I talked a lot about diversity, and you introduced her name, that about this great study in her work. Have you read it? Do you know what the recommendations were? Do you know when she issued the report, yes or no? I've seen the report. Okay, tell me what the top three things were, because I, I have it right here. What were the top three things in her report? Somebody talked about lying in this committee. I'm only, I'm only saying it. Well, one of them was around housing ads, which we've talked about. The other was around setting up a civil rights task force. And, and uh, who's on the civil rights task force? Cheryl Sandberg is the person who, who's... She's What's the, civil rights? Okay, we know Cheryl's not really civil rights, so I'm trying to help you here. She's your COO, and I don't think there's anything, and I know Cheryl well, about civil rights and her background. So come better than that for me, if we're going to talk civil rights. It's an internal task force. Do you know who the, do you know who the firm that you employ for civil rights is? Uh, Congressman, I, I don't know. How could you not know when you have employed the most historical, the largest civil rights comp firm to deal with issues that are major? And, and this is what's so frustrating to me. It's almost like you think this is a joke. When you have ruined the lives of many people, discriminated against them, do you know what percentage of African Americans are on Facebook? in comparison to majority folks? Do you know what the percentages are? 
people using the Facebook Yes. Page. Do you know what the percentages are for African Americans? I don't because we don't collect the races of people. Well, it, 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 it came out in a report and in the Pew Research uh, Center that was sent to you. So maybe you just don't read a lot of things that deal with civil rights or African Americans. I have a lot of questions I'm going to send to you that I'm not going to be able to get through, and I would like an answer because this is appalling and disgusting to me, and I yield back. What again, fuck it, it's the face you make. Damn! But oh, you know the freshmen, they, they, they got to ask questions last. And oh my Lord, Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, let's just say... She just walked Mark Zuckerberg's behind down. You announced recently that the official policy of Facebook now allows politicians to pay to spread disinformation um, in 2020 elections and in the future. So I just want to know how far I can push this um, in the next year. Under your policy, you know, using census data as well, could I pay to target predominantly black zip codes and advertise them the incorrect election date? No, Congresswoman, you couldn't. We, we have, even for these policies around the newsworthiness of, of mm -hmm. content that politicians say and the general principle that I believe that... But you said you're not going to fact-check my we, ads. We have... If, if, uh, if anyone, including a politician, is saying things that uh, can cause... that is calling for violence or uh, could risk imminent physical harm or voter or census suppression mm -hmm. when we roll out the census suppression policy, um, we will take that content down. So, so you will... There is some threshold where you will fact-check political advertisements. Is that what you're telling me? Well, Congresswoman, yes, and for specific things like that, where there's imminent risk of harm. Could I run ads targeting Republicans in primaries saying that they voted for the Green New Deal? Sorry, I, I, can you repeat that? Would I be able to run advertisements on Facebook targeting Republicans in primaries saying that they voted for the Green New Deal? I mean, if you're not fact-checking political advertisements, I'm just trying to understand the, the bounds here. What's fair game? Congresswoman, I, uh, I don't know the answer to that off the top of my head. I think So you don't know if I'll be able to do that? I think um, Do you see a potential problem here with a complete lack of fact-checking on political advertisements? Well, Congresswoman, I think lying is bad, and I think if you were to run an ad that had a lie, that would be bad. That's different from it being... Uh, from... It, from for in our position, the right thing to do to prevent uh, your constituents or people in an election from seeing that you had lied. Um, so we can, so you won't take down lies or you will take down lies? I think it's just a pretty simple yes or no. Congresswoman, uh, in- I'm not talking about spin. I'm talking about actual in, Yes, disinformation. In, most, in a democracy, okay. I believe that people should be able to see for themselves what politicians that they may or may not vote for so are you saying won't take judge them their down. character for themselves. So you won't take, you may flag that it's wrong, but you won't take it down. Uh, Congresswoman, it's, uh, it, it depends on the context that it shows up, organic post, ads, okay. the, the treatment is a little One different. question, one more question. In your ongoing dinner parties with far-right figures, some of who advanced the conspiracy theory that white supremacy is a hoax, did you discuss so-called social media bias against conservatives, and do you believe there is a bias? Uh, Congresswoman, um, 
So I don't remember everything that was in the, send in, in the question. That's all right. I'll move on. Can you explain why you've named the Daily Caller a publication uh, well-documented with ties to white supremacists as an official fact-checker for Facebook? Congresswoman, sure. We actually don't appoint the independent fact-checkers. They go through an independent organization called the Independent Fact-Checking Network that has a rigorous standard for who they allow to, uh, to serve as a fact-checker. So you would say that white supremacist-tied uh, publications meet a rigorous standard for fact-checking? Thank you. Uh, Congresswoman, I would say that we're not the one assessing that, that standard. The International Fact-Checking Network is the one who is setting that standard. Okay, y'all, let, let me, why did I play all of that? Because Mark Zuckerberg knows damn well what they're talking about. Okay? Let's be real clear here. All right? Essentially, what he is saying is that if Donald Trump or any other politician has an ad that's flat out false, that is a lie, Facebook is like, are we good? We good? Do you understand that television networks and television stations and newspapers and magazines will not allow such false ads? See, Facebook wants to have it both ways. They are the largest disseminator of news in America. But their deal is, oh, no, no, we're not a news company. We're a tech company. But then another day... We're not a tech company, we're a news company. Then it goes, oh, that's really only a small part of our revenue. Okay, so if it's a small part of your revenue, correct it. This really isn't hard. But the fact of the matter is, Facebook doesn't want to do it. And do you know why? Because they're scared of conservatives. See, let me just, let me sit my iPad down. So, so, so let me just explain to y'all something. This is the game that conservatives have played since the 1960s. Woe is me, the liberal media. The liberal media hates us. The liberal media doesn't understand us. So what they do is, and they love talking about black people, why you always playing the victim? But they're always playing the victim. It's always the media, the media, the media, oh my God, the media, they're all against us. You got Fox News who goes, the mainstream media. Hell, they're mainstream. But you see the game. Now you have to ask yourself, how is it you have like the Daily Caller and you've got the National Review and you've got OANN, you've got Newsmax, you've got all of these conservative websites, the Epoch Times, all, <coughs> all these different sites. You know why? Because conservative billionaires are funding them. That's where they're getting their money from. The Rubin Report. Oh, all his YouTube followers. Used to be with the Young Turks, but now he's a conservative. Funded by the Koch brothers. Because their whole deal is the liberal media, liberal media, liberal media. They hit CNN with that. When I was there, they hit CBS. If CNN had gone out and hired, even today, if CNN had go, goes out and hires 1,000 conservative employees, 
You know what the, you know what the conservatives would say? They're still liberal. That's the game. So they attack Facebook. They attack YouTube. I saw some documentary. Uh, Dennis Prager. Oh, the, the, the censorship. Prager University, Prager U, has had more than two of their videos, two billion views. So where is the censorship? This is a part of their strategy and their game. And so Facebook is scared to death. Why? Because Republicans control the Senate, and they're scared that Donald Trump is going to attack them. Now their problem is that they get their ass kicked by the Democrats. And see, all Zuckerberg had to say is, if you, air, if you want to run ads on Facebook and you're lying, we're not going to run it. Simple as that. Facts are not optional. Facts are not up for debate. But Facebook wants to have it both ways, and that's why they're going to continue to get their behind kick. And, Greg, this is critically important because we know, and this is what I keep trying to walk people through, these low information voters. Mm -hmm. He says, you know, the public should be able to, uh, speech is so important, and the public should be able to hear it. But when you have people who don't know the truth, and then somehow somebody presents it. And there's a reason people, people, I see these tweets, Roland, why are you interrupting people? Because if you lie on Roland Martin Filter, <laughs> I'm stopping you. And I'm going to smack you. Because I can't let somebody watching on YouTube or Facebook or Periscope or watching on Twitter or listening to the audio podcast go, well, Roland didn't say anything. Roland did interrupt them, so what they said must be true. No. Facebook is knowingly allowing lies, and that's why Zuckerberg got jacked up, and he should have gotten jacked up. Absolutely. And his courtesy chairwoman and congresswoman notwithstanding, Mark Zuckerberg doesn't give a damn about anything but Mark Zuckerberg and his private bottom line. Mark Zuckerberg went to China and asked Xi Jinping to give his daughter a Chinese name, trying to figure out another way to get into the Chinese market. Failing that, and he then says that China is a champion of censorship and they should be ignored and we have to be careful here in America and protect free speech because if we don't, the Chinese will own the internet. These are all scare tactics because he's afraid to lose his market. This man, let, let me just, let's just connect a few dots. Uh, Pete Buttigieg Ooh. says that he thinks that we should have more Supreme Court justices on, like sir. Anthony Kennedy. Come on, sir. Anthony Kennedy is the author of Citizens United. Mm -hmm. Citizens United is the terrible Supreme Court decision that basically said you can say whatever the hell you want if you're a corporation and spend as much money as you want to say it. Who, it, who suggested hires for Pete Buttigieg's campaign? Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg and his wife. Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg does not care. You've laid all this out. This man is about making money. And if that means taking dirty money from wherever, then I'm going to do it. And finally, if he says, well, you know, this really isn't a bigger part of our bottom line, these, these ads, it isn't about the amount of bottom line the political ads are paying. It's about the brand of Facebook saying this is the Wild West, and if you give us our money, yep, we'll do whatever we want. Mm -hmm. He talked to those congresswomen with the type of arrogant, mm -hmm. white frat boy, Harvard-bred, I don't give a damn about y'all arrogance that you see shooting through everybody from Brett Kavanaugh to Donald Trump Jr. Yes. This man don't give a damn as long as right. he get his money rolling. That's it. That's it. Erica? Listen, and I'm over here amening Greg because... <laughs> This is what's consequential. If people do not believe that this matters for the argument of that, oh, I just go on Facebook to laugh or it does not have any bearing on me, listen to me. 
bullshit because Come on. it is very much so a media firm. It is very much so influential. Facebook also owns Instagram mm. and WhatsApp. It is a communications company, everybody. Mm. And when I'm reading reports that are already saying that memes are going to be a factor in this next presidential election, mm. we have state elections that are going to be happening in the next couple of weeks. In the general election, an election where you already have a person that is occupying 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, a freaking terrorist mm. who has sold America and is continuing to sell democracy to the highest bidder. If you do not believe that what you see and what you hear mm. and um, having um, not having the nuance to be able to understand what is true and what's not, um, what is factual does not have an impact on you or does not have an impact on your audience or um, the community at large, you are living foul. It mm. absolutely does. And so that is why it is most important not only for us to be able to um, dissect these hearings, but to also understand that what is being flashed before your eyes mm. is not all for your good and that there has to be some level of pushback, which is what these members of the House um, Financial Services Committee were doing, taking Facebook to task, but also letting the audience know that, listen, that they have opened floodgates that really cannot be closed so easily. That's right. That's right. Let me also uh, say this for the people who are watching and again, I'm going to sit my iPad down again. Okay, so let me walk through this. And y'all are going to hear a lot more of this over the next year, right here on Roller Martin Unfiltered. I did a video called Black Media, Black Owned Media being the tip of the spear. Mm -hmm. What that means is that when you are in a battle, you're the tip of the spear that connects with the skin, but somebody got to push that thing in mm. in order to take your opponent out. Mm. Black-owned media is the tip of the spear. So everybody is focusing on the lying ads. Mm. But it was Congresswoman Joyce Beatty, who's a subcommittee chair on diversity and inclusion, <laughs> who hit him on the issue of pension funds, mm. lawyers, legal, law firms, accounting firms. See, let me explain something, y'all, and trust me, I'm, I'm going to unpack this thing because I'm actually working on this thing right now. And in fact, my speech tonight to the Minneapolis, the Twin Cities Urban League, they want me to talk about <laughs> unity. But I'm going to give y'all a preview of my speech. All right. <laughs> we can't talk about unity my, my, my. until we deal with money. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Come on. See, Come when on. she hit him on that, which I got to understand is that black folks have been locked out of getting those dollars. Yeah. See, I know a whole bunch of y'all out there always trashing Reverend Jackson, mm. but Reverend Jackson was the one who was talking about pension funds mm. or black folks being able to manage those dollars. When he was going after Silicon Valley companies, Verizon and others, he talked about the billions in bond offerings they were putting up. And he was asking, where the black law firms? Where the black accounting firms? Where the black bond firms? Do y'all know that right now the federal government has a $1 trillion plus pension fund? And do y'all know that BlackRock 
controls more than half of the total pension fund in America. George Bush and company. Matter of fact, let, 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 let me further unpack this. Let me further unpack it. In fact, BlackRock wrote the regulations where they were really the only firm eligible to be able to control the dollars. Now, let me unpack a little bit more. If you had to determine what is the greatest collection of black wealth, I say collection, the greatest collection of black wealth in America are black public workers. I need y'all to hear what I'm saying. That means all these black folks who have worked for the federal government, who work for state governments, county governments, city governments, school districts, water districts, that's public pension funds. So the greatest collection of black wealth in America resides with public workers. Do y'all know of the one trillion dollars in federal public pension funds that black people only manage one hundred million? That's right. One hundred million of one trillion. We can go. That's the federal government. We ain't even talking about each one of the state and the states and the billions in pension funds. That's that industry. Same thing when you talk about the advertising industry. Who are the black creative directors? Who are the black ad agencies? Are they getting a piece of this pie? No, they're being controlled by these international conglomerates. What I'm laying out to you is that those questions by Congresswoman Joyce Beatty was getting to the heart of the issue of how do you, how do you break down the barriers when it comes to income inequality and wealth building, when we're being locked out. I can tell y'all for a fact, I know it because I was sitting in the lunchroom in the Department of Treasury in 2010 when I was told that black and uh, other minority firms outperform white firms on the management of TARP funds. And I said, are they gonna get more money? And everybody went quiet. So when everybody is focusing on the ads, which are critically important, we're going to be focused on what Congresswoman Joyce Beatty said. And we're going to have on this show. And we're going to talk about this because, folks, I keep telling y'all, there's only one federal agency that shares along with the White House. It's the White House and the Department of Treasury. They can play flag football or kickball on the lawn. I'm saying all of this, folks, because you better follow the money. And they're trying to hold Facebook accountable by saying, where the money? Why is it Facebook is funding all of these news shows and not one of them black? Oh, yes. Jada has Red Table Talk. That's not a news show. But I'm talking about they're funding a CNN show, a Fox News show, a Univision show. They're funding a whole bunch of shows. None of them black. And when he said we don't collect data, Facebook knows that black people over-index on their platform. We over-index on Twitter. We over-index on Instagram. 
yet we don't own any of these platforms. And are those platforms and those companies making sure that black firms are getting dollars? Well, I'll be unpacking this further on days ahead. Don't think for a second that we're done. All right, folks, back to that gold mark unfiltered video in just one moment. in a few weeks we're going to be in Cabo for the second annual Life Lux Jazz Experience. Gerald Albright's going to be one of the performers there. 14 different acts performing over three days. If you want to attend go to lifeluxjazz.com L-I-F-E-L-U-X-E J-A-Z-Z.com but if you cannot make it but you, if you want to check it all out there's a live streaming pass courtesy of GFNTV.com that's GFNTV.com uh, guys let's put the website below me uh, and that is of course uh, concerts over three days 14 acts. Of course, Mark Curry, the comedian, is one of the folks uh, who is confirmed uh, for this event. In addition to Mark Curry, it's going to be great concerts by, again, Gerald Albright, Alex Bunyan, Raul Madan, Incognito, Pieces of a Dream, Kirk Whalem, Average White Band, Donnie McClurkin, Shalea, Roy Ayers, Tom Brown, Ronnie Laws, and Ernest Quarles. I'll be doing Roland Martin Unfiltered that Thursday and Friday from Cabo. Looking forward to it. But again, if you want to watch the live stream, go to gfntv.com. That's gfntv.com. Now back to your Roland Martin Unfiltered video. Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.